2: From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
0: Cape is blue tried to cut then hang me too got fucked up by mary lou out the window i've been shoved prom won't wait mary lou has 16 dates molesting showers with your mates a steak bum from above so let's make out at prom, all right. Set a teacher's crotch alight. Mary Lou gives men a fright. It's horror movie night. Oh, my God. All right, so we're talking about 1987's Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2, which, in my opinion, is the best of the prom night movies. Uh, and this was picked by Scott. I'm not Scott. saying much because the others are awful and this one's awesome. Uh, prom Night 3 follows the Mary Lou story enough that I'm interested, but then Prom Night 4 is just garbage again. So you, you picked this one, Scott. Uh, I, I believe it's because we're near prom season, was your decision to pick this?
3: Yes, take me to the prom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, yes. I, I chose this because this will be airing right in the center in uh, prom season, and uh, we all know how much we love getting stabbed when we're wearing dresses.
0: Yep, and and you and I do celebrate the week of promity, so no better time than, than to watch uh, Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. I'm very upset because I won't get to do my giant prom party that I did last year, uh, since literally every human being that I know is getting married each and every weekend in the month of May. But...
3: You know, oh, I, I thought that, that was because you weren't allowed to go near the schools anymore.
0: No, no, no. The prom party's at my house. The kids can <laughs> yeah, come over whenever they to want. Yeah, kids from uh, the school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched this movie last night. I got home way later than I anticipated getting home. Like, I got home at, like, one thirty, and I was like, I do not want to stay up until 3 a.m. watching Prom Night 2, even though I love this movie, and I've seen it a bunch of times. So I kind of Scott Rogered this bitch, uh, oh, is that... Our, have we verbed my name now? Yeah. So I put the subtitles on, um, and I just watched it at, like, 1.5x speed and read the movie and watched it. So I I watched the whole movie. I just watched it in an hour as opposed to an hour and 37 minutes. Anyway, so the movie... If any constellation I have a shitload of notes. That's great. I have a ton of notes, too. I, this did not detract me from being able to write notes. It just sped up the process. So if I forget exact names and... Uh, and shit, it's because I haven't heard the names said. I've just read them. Uh, but most of the names are like fucking Billy and Buddy and shit. So I don't think yeah, I'm going to yeah, have yeah, too much bit. of a trouble here. Uh, so so, so
3: you know that I'm stoked about a horror movie that's tied to the 1950s. Yeah, right away and it's,
0: it's just, got 50s rock all up in it, yeah. uh, which is exciting as all hell. Uh, it opens with a really weird, uh, really weird but kind of badass confessional sequence. Yes, uh, oh my god. Like if that wasn't in a horror movie and was just in like a teen comedy, everyone would be talking about that scene.
3: Well, it's kind of like you're not expecting anything from that scene. You're expecting like a kill, I guess. Yeah. But it it, it turns at 180 degrees, and and instead it's just showing how naughty Mary Lou is. I, I looked up the woman who plays Mary Lou. I can't. I didn't write down her her real name, but. Uh, I had to look her up and and make sure. But she's a fembot. She's on my list now. You know, the dark hair, blue eye uh, fembots that I am obsessed with, um, obviously, because I married one. Uh, Yeah, but uh, that's another reason why I definitely was attracted to this film um, in high school. Because, uh, yeah, she's just gorgeous.
0: So the so after we get past the confessional sequence, which really doesn't do anything but establish that Mary Lou's like a, a bad girl, uh, we're at the prom in 1957. Mary Lou is cheating on her boyfriend Billy, or her date. I guess it's not her boyfriend, but her date Billy with Buddy. No, it was
3: it was her boyfriend because he was like, we've been going steady for um, for a year, and you year. never went this far or something like that. Yeah, so that's, yeah it was okay. her boyfriend.
0: So yeah, so she she's cheating on Billy with Buddy and uh, Billy decides to play a prank on her when she wins the, the that prom queen sense. by dropping a stink bomb, which ends up
4: uh, setting her on fire. <laughs> so, so well, the- she was, she was head-to-toe dust and kerosene at the time for some reason. <laughs> for some- oh, also, she- how
3: would she win prom queen? Wouldn't everybody in 1957 hate a floozy? Like, she was slutty. She, like, everybody knew that she was banging tons of dudes. Yeah, And she but- was a meat girl, but like, I don't understand how she would win.
0: Uh, eh, but the guys all that slept with her probably put in a vote. Yeah, but all the girls who their boyfriends cheated on them
3: with Mary Lou would have hated her. And not, I, I don't know.
0: I But, I guess the but they really would have had th- to. Here's the thing: you have to think about it like this way. Like, say that there's a hundred students, right? And there's 50 guys and 50 girls, and all 50 guys have slept with Mary Lou and have put votes in there. And then the other 50 girls are like, no, fuck Mary Lou, but they don't get uniformed and decide on one person that they're voting for. Their 50 votes are scattered across a bunch of different people.
3: This is very true. I appreciate that you understand the American uh, voting system.
4: (laughs) I assumed that it was something similar to what happens in the present day or whatever 10 years later where she slept with the person that was counting the votes to, to win
0: There's, that's also a big possibility dude spoiler alert
3: that that happens later on
0: <laughs> but uh, so we so we jumped 30 years into the future to the glorious year of 1987 uh, you know combining 80s and 50s is a thing that happens a lot uh, also combining 50s and 90s is a thing that happens a lot in movies and I uh, I love it I love it every time. Yeah, it's oh, like um, uh, all of so, my favorite so, decades just smashed into one movie.
3: <laughs> I understand why like the 80s it would have made sense because 30 years is a – it's like a really round number for them to be like, 30 years ago this horrible thing happened and it's been 30 years and might happen again. That's the whole point. Like, you know, uh, that's – I mean, whatever. But that means that also the parents are 40 – like late 40s. yeah. And and so it's like the sins of the parents are uh, trickled down into the, the the children, which is something that they should have done in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I'm assuming that it would have been the late '50s, early '60s when Freddy was killed, right? Yeah. Well, well, whatever.
0: Well, it would have been. Late I, 60s. No.
3: Mid-60s to, late, to the – because the kids are 17.
0: Yeah, so oh, no, they no, would have no, been it kids. Been it would have
3: been 10 years later because really, they – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only 10 years. Yeah. Because they were – well, maybe 15. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. OK, sorry. off topic. But um, one thing – two things. One, no one ever actually eats their fucking breakfast. It's so wasteful. They've got like <laughs> – toast and milk and juice and whatever and a bowl of cereal like more breakfast than any one person is ever going to eat much less a teen girl and they they sit down and they're like oh my ride's here bye and you're like eat your breakfast um i feel then- like that's in a lot of 80s
0: movies though isn't that like an ongoing joke in like heathers that like the parents have all this food on the table and like winona rider will come down sit for like five seconds eat a piece of toast and then leave and like they just act like it's normal
3: you should ask Megan because she loves Heather's and she always wants to watch it, and I never want to watch it.
0: Oh man, I would love to do an episode on Heather's. Well, then maybe we can have her pick that one. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I fucking love that movie. But yeah, so we jump into the future. We meet Vicky, who's got an overprotective mother who won't let her get a new dress. Moms um, the worst. And that's the worst. And I'm gonna What's jump. I'm gonna jump ahead well, for a quick, sec- quick second, then we'll backtrack. The mom won't let her get a new dress, so she's gonna try to find a dress. Uh, in the school prop box at school. Like and that, that's, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah, yeah, and eventually finds Mary Lou's prom attire. And we'll get back to that, because I want to talk about the potato radio sequence that happens. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I, before we get into I want to open this up and just, like, because this movie was meant to be an homage to other horror movies that got pigeonholed into the prom night format. So the writer of this movie, he wanted it to be like a send-up of Carrie and nightmare on elm street type shit and and all that kind of stuff and he did that he did that thing that fucking 85 movies have done where you name your characters last names after famous horror directors yeah there was like a mr so Craven there was, like, was
0: one of the teachers i remember
4: yeah exactly shit like that um so so when he sold it to the studio prom night had just came out and that did very well financially for them. So they're like, fuck yeah. And they just slapped Prom Night on this thing, did a couple of reshoots to make it sort of fit into that format. But doing that to this movie makes it look like a huge fucking hack ripoff of all those other movies as opposed to a send-up or like a homage of it. Because you're what, like, you're looking at the mom and you're like, that's just a fucking mom from Carrie. And we get to the end scene and you're like, this is just a fucking end scene from Carrie. And, like, she has those dream sequences where she's, like, freaking out and hallucinating in the hallways. You're like, this is just fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it, it feels like a total rip off. Now, if they had, like, clearly guided you to the fact like this is an homage, we know that's what we're doing, I would have been more comfortable with it. But the whole time, like, until I found that information out at the end, I was like, this is so fucking hack. This is such a ripoff of everything that's come before it. Like, who, who made this? Fucking Sam Raimi? Fucking hacks. Goddamn. <laughs>
0: I love that you brought it back around. So, Potato Radio. Like, <laughs> that scene, I don't know why it was so funny to me, but actually, I gotta say, there were certain points where I did watch, like, I, I would stop the speeding forward to, like, listen to the scenes, because I remember there being, like, some decent dialogue. Like, the dialogue in this movie is is actually pretty funny and witty at times.
3: Yeah, it's it's a great movie. I did not appreciate it nearly as much when I first saw it in high school, and I I didn't watch it again until 2 weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's fucking fun. It's a fun movie. Um, Um, So, so when, when her gypsy outfit
3: wearing friend or like, you know, the, the one who's like
4: Robert Smith from the cure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. First of all, that outfit is just God awful. And I'm so glad that I wasn't in high school in 1987 so that I don't have pictures of me dressed up like an idiot. Um, although I did have bleached tips when I was in high school, so I do still have pictures of me looking like an idiot. Um, I wore a lot of Hawaiian shirts back in the 90s. Oh, dude, so did I, but that's because I like <laughs> the 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 uh, the bathroom scene where her gypsy friend, where Robert Smith is like, I'm pregnant, that's when the movie got scary. <laughs> yes, uh, Mary Lou's ghost could have cut off the pregnant girl's head with a paper cutter, but at the last minute decided that... that she go with the hanging because then I guess it would look like a suicide instead of a murder. I guess I don't know. Yeah. It, it seemed
0: a little odd. I because I was like, Ugh. I knew that she got hanged. Like I remembered that from yeah, remember, from I watching remember. it previously. But then I saw the paper. Like this is the first time I saw the paper cutter. Like falls to the ground. I'm like, why did not they use that? Like that could have been a way better death. Actually, I think their
3: budget did not have that kind of like you know that kind of money for their budget. Like hey, guys. Can we get a decapitated head over here? No.
4: Okay. Well, then I guess we're just going to hang her. Uh, so well, it was. It was so weird. It was like she. She like the ghost like smashed her head against the wall. I'm like, okay, that's how she did it. And then it was like, no, she changed her mind. Now it's now it's a paper cutter. And then it's like, oh no, no, never mind. And she changed her mind. Now she's going to hang her. And she's like, oh no, 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 she changed her mind again. She fucking throw her out the window. I'm like, fucking typical women always <laughs> can't make up their goddamn minds. <laughs>
0: it was like it was like that scene in um in student bodies where, like, the killer's looking at all the different weapons and it's, like, a gun, a knife, a noose, and then he picks up a paperclip and uses that to kill somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is around the point when we find out that uh, Buddy is now a priest and Billy is the school principal and also the father of Vicky's boyfriend, Craig. And Buddy tries to, to let Billy know, like, yo, fuck, Mary Lou is back, and that's not good. At the same time... Vicky is having a bunch of weird hallucinations, one of which that leads to her mistaking her rival Kelly as Mary Lou and punching her, which lands her in detention. But of oh, all... Oh, is that when she's
3: like, uh, you shut your fucking mouth, bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is
0: like... Well, I was like, whoa, rude. <laughs> yeah, the best of all those hallucinations, though, is that fucking bedroom scene. Is so oh, good. That's
3: the- that was the only thing I remembered from this movie before rewatching it. I was just like, oh, yeah, 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 with the... The, the 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 creepy um the the creepy horse uh like the rocking horse was all I remembered from this movie and I, I but she's like stroking it really seductively later um it, it's weird there's a lot of like a lot of gropey ghostiness in this movie
0: but yeah I, that that horse like as as a cheap puppet practical effect still looks pretty awesome oh yeah
3: so yeah it, I mean, it was it just it, when, when I went into this I had just I think, seeing the original Prom Night. you know, Which this was is like, a
0: real drag for, like, half that movie.
3: Yeah, that movie's not that great, but uh, it's got a great chase scene. That's really all it's got going for yeah. it. This movie has a lot more going for it, which is great. But I, it felt so out of place the first time I watched it because I was like, what am I doing watching this film? This is such garbage. But Adam shining a light on it being, like, more of a, an homage-type film where they're, they're doing a bit more send-up-type stuff to, to more famous Stuff that was coming out around the same time makes a whole lot more sense, and I I really enjoyed this way more this time anyway. So that rock Horse was really fun. It well, kind of reminded me of the the teddy bear scene in, in the, uh, brain. the brain.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: uh, less chocolate uh, syrup though.
0: The well, the other thing is like, let's be honest, like prom night. The original was a rip-off movie. Like it was, hey, we need to cash in on the popularity of Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and Terror Train, and so that's why I was going to ask. Terror Train come out first? I think it did, but I could be wrong. It it was because Terror Train's bad. Yeah, it was like it was definitely like Jamie Lee Curtis did pretty much like three horror movies that were almost identical, like back to back to back. I just can't remember if Prom Night or Terror Train came out first because they were all like. 1979, 1980, 1981, and maybe like 1982. Uh, 82 would have been
3: Halloween 2, I think.
0: Yeah. What was that, 1980? Who knows? Who knows? It doesn't matter. (laughs) But yeah, she packed packed her career with the same role pretty early on. And that's why she's mostly remembered as being uh, the chick from Halloween. Because she didn't really do a whole lot until uh, Trading Places where you're like, oh, that chick, yeah, all right. Uh, also True Lies. Yeah, that that too. But that was what, like, twenty years <laughs> like after I Halloween. Like, God, yeah, yeah it, was,
4: it was it was it was weird that your go to there was Lindsay Lohan's Trading Places, Matt. I'm just saying. No, so,
0: what? No,
3: he said. um uh, Trading what? Places is the Dan It's Not
4: Freaky Friday. Oh yeah. wait, no, no, no! I thought you meant Freaky Friday. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Trading Places. You're absolutely what? right. Oh man, you know what's a good movie? Yeah. Trading, Trading Places. Places. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Hey, Looking good, Billy skateboard. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> lifts him up to skateboard. He's like, "It's a miracle."
0: <laughs> Trading Places has my favorite delivery of any line, which is when Eddie Murphy has that huge party. And uh, he wants everyone to leave, so he just unplugs the stereo and goes, Tension, everybody, get the fuck out. <laughs> and then just cuts to the next scene.
3: <laughs> I feel like that's the way you end your parties, Matt.
0: Pretty much. I sit quietly wow. and stew, and then eventually I'm just like, hey, everybody, get the fuck out.
3: So We're she, at the point where um, we have the, the chalkboard scene, right?
0: That's what I was going to say. She's in detention, and she gets sucked into a chalkboard, which, unlike the rocking Wars, this special effect doesn't hold up as well. No, because
3: she's just in soapy gray water, which is gross, uh, but really gropy, gropy um, ghost in this scene, yeah. uh, which Fuck is very you're... reminiscent of Ghostbusters. I was
0: gonna say, yeah, the the hands in Ghostbusters apparently doubled for the hands of Mary Lou in this movie. Yeah. Um. So so now Vicky has emerged from the chalkboard, possessed by Mary Lou, much like every character in Portergeist Three. Um. Hey. So, this is the point where I... Mary Lou!
3: Mary Lou! <laughs> this is what that movie did. This is That's what this movie did right, is uh, not say the character's name every two seconds. Uh, but no, I felt like I was taking crazy pills watching this because for years I remembered Ricky Nelson's Hello Mary Lou uh, as being the song that played every time Mary Lou was coming back around, and that was like the, the token, like, uh-oh, Mary Lou's here, um, but up until after the chalkboard scene, it was Buddy Knox's Mary Lou. Uh, they're totally different songs, um, and I know I knew both of them, but I was confused because I could have sworn that the that in the 1957 scene at the beginning, the original prom scene where Mary Lou gets killed was Ricky Nelson's "Hello, Mary Lou," but it's not. It's Buddy Knox's Mary Lou. It doesn't become ricky nelson's version ricky nelson's song until after the chalkboard scene and then it's the whole rest of the movie which is just funny like i was one of those selective memory things where i i totally didn't place that until it happened the second time watching it
0: <laughs> all right so mary lou is now possessing vicky uh she starts dressing in like 50s clothes she kills a priest named buddy which i, I like that whole sequence she's like there's no heaven there's no hell and worst of all i didn't get no fucking wings Um. Yeah, dude, the way that they wrote Mary Lou as being like
3: really pissed off and and pretty not satanic, but like anti-religious was just great. Yeah, it was so fun, and I totally didn't pick up on that in high school. But um, I think they were glossing over the really rapey shower scene.
0: No, that's what comes up next. That's my favorite. That's my favorite death scene where she crushes her in the locker and, like, the brain explodes oh, out of the uh, yes. inside. Th- that's um, that that scene was
4: amazing. <laughs> like, fucking amazing. Like, I thought she was just going to, like, rip like, it open it and stab her, but it was like, whoa, holy shit.
0: <laughs> Did you scream at that okay, one, so... too, you pussy? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So um, I, that's, that scene is why they didn't have a budget for the paper cutter decapitation.
0: <laughs> they spent all that's their really money on that raw beef that they just shoved through the locker <laughs>
3: <laughs> But It was worth it because that scene is awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that, that kill is awesome. The
3: scene up until the kill is really, really messed up. Yeah. And Mary Lou, like, sec- she sexually assaults tons of people left and right. And then she repossesses cars. Um, well, we can just fast forward to the kiss between her and her dad.
4: which is really the most horrifying part of this movie. Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah. I I mean, even even if Vicky... uh, Even if Vicky comes back and she's okay in the end, like, she's got to go home and face that music, man. Like, she fucking made out with her dad. Oh, Doesn't she kill both of her
3: parents
0: then, though? I thought she threw the mom through a door, but I don't know if that would kill her. Oh,
3: it's not a killer? It's not a kill? Okay, I don't know. I I,
0: honestly never really come back to it. I just know that she, like telepathically fires the mom out the door but like it doesn't yeah. you know like I, I it doesn't look like she felt i mean i don't know the brain someone died from a second story windows maybe maybe you could <laughs> die falling through a door um oh my God. so yeah she like she kidnaps craig and then seduces his father in his office that's another thing that happens and that's how billy knows that mary lou is back uh meanwhile kelly is uh is given given the tally counter a blowjob so that she can become prom queen, uh? But Mary oh, Lou oh, so, electrocutes that dude so that she yeah, can yeah. still win.
3: Uh, but doesn't uh, there there are two things here that I really have to point out. One, Vicky's boyfriend. Um, I he, at this point I don't know if it's before he gets knocked out or something like that, but uh, I I think that it's when is 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 possessed Vicky trying to have sex with him before the prom or something. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, his Canadian accent pops out hardcore in that scene. And I'm like, I actually made a note. Vicky's boyfriend is so Canadian. He makes Adam look like Donald Trump. <laughs> um, uh, and then we skip to the, the, my next note then was, I just wanted to make that comment. And then the next note is the one girl who goes to give the blow job, I believe she, her boyfriend or somebody is telling her not to drink so much. And she's like, I drink, I get drunk. What's the problem? <laughs>
4: I that's, love oh, it's these the boyfriend. It's uh, the the Fabio looking motherfucker yeah. that says that.
3: Oh, oh, it's the guy, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's also
4: Scott's funny. motto or Adam's motto.
3: Adam's <laughs> motto. Yeah. yeah. No, what, I drink, I get drunk.
4: Spookies. My motto comes from Spookies. It's like, "Yeah, we might fucking die tonight, so let's get blackout drunk." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were going to quote the the drunk uncle. That's fine. Everybody
3: in Oh no, no, that's not Spookies. That's um that's that's uh What's the one with the toilet? The 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 um Ghoulies? not munchies, Ghoulies two. Yeah, sorry, I get Adam mixed up with that guy, the 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 drunk uncle <laughs> in Ghoulies two. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. We still need to do an episode on Ghoulies two. That's a fucking. Have we about not this. done did, an episode? Of we've Ghoulies never too? discussed any Ghoulies movie outside of us bringing right. it up.
3: <laughs> yeah, somebody, did, somebody, I, I could have sworn that I took like nose for that movie because there's so much gold. That is a gold mine, and I'm surprised Matt hasn't picked it because it's in a it's a it's it's a funhouse movie.
0: Yeah, I, I know love you funhouse movies.
3: You could do a back to back most um, entertaining funhouse movie, Ghoulies Two, darkest funhouse movie, Clownhouse.
0: Yeah, um, well, and for many reasons. Um, so,
3: <laughs> but so the ghouls- that from the guy that gets the blowjob is evil speak all over again.
0: Oh yeah, it said Esteban oh, on the screen and ever. everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So so one more thing I just want to go back to Goalies for a second since we sidetracked this shit anyway. So so Ghoulies 2 is definitely the best of the Ghoulies f- franchise, but uh Ghoulies 1 is fucking unwatchable for the most part. Oh, it's so bad. But it wants to be- but it has real- my it has my favorite character in the franchise and it makes me so sad because it's got that one dude who just like just dresses like the most stereotypical 80s dude in the world. Like He's got like the super round, small little glasses and the poofy hair and the leather vest and shit. And I'm like, man, I wish that guy was in Ghoulies 2. Then Ghoulies 2 would truly be a perfect film. Anyway, so yeah, he she electrocutes the tally counter. So that's when Billy shows up and he shoots Mary Lou. This all happens real quick. This is like the last five minutes of this movie fucking wait, 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 speeds wait, wait,
3: wait. by. It doesn't, doesn't, wait, yeah, yeah yeah. Cr- yeah, yeah. So Vicky gets shot. Yeah, possessed. Vicky gets shot, and then Mary Lou bursts forth from her chest, and that scene is the best part of this movie. They need to well, remake very... this movie with Allison Brie as as uh, Mary Mickey. Lou. Oh. Can you imagine that shit? Yes, I would rather.
0: I would actually rather see that movie with Allison Brie as Vicky, so that we get like the Allison Brie that we normally know as like the goody two shoes, and then we get the mean streak Allison Brie.
3: Wait, but so, but the, you have to have two characters playing. Mary Lou, or like, you know, you have to have Vicky and you have to have Mary Lou, unless you like, had Vicky wearing a blonde wig when she, uh, it's Alison Brie for both characters, and she wears a blonde wig or something like that, that would be funny no, no, because make, then, make, then Mr. Craven could be all like, oh, you look like the woman that I accidentally killed
4: Well, no, you, may, you just make Mary Lou into like a blonde Marilyn Monroe type character then, and you keep Alison Brie as like the chast uh, Brunette one.
0: No, if we were to yeah. remake this movie, um, I mean, obviously, first. Who would John Hammond be? <laughs> well, he'd be Billy. He'd be Billy, let's be honest here. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I was going to say so, do we, So in our remake of this movie, though, do we change everything so that instead of it being a 50s movie in the 80s, it's a modern day movie that Mary Lou was killed in the 80s? Well, that would
3: make sense. Yeah,
0: I think that, that would be fun. That, that we're mean, not I'm treading not the same nothing. ground, we're doing our own unique thing.
3: If, if we can get in, if we can do anything with Alison Brie, if she signs off on anything, Yes, just say
0: yes. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah. There's this whole. Like, so Mary Lou bursts open. They kill Mary Lou. Vicky gets released and she's fine. And then in the end, Billy's driving Craig and Vicky away, and we realize that Mary Lou is now possessed. Billy. Uh, that's the Nightmare on Elm Street ending. That's the Nightmare on Elm Street ending. Now, Prom Night three again is not a very. It's not as good as Prom Night two. But Prom Night three has a really weird scene in the beginning of the movie where you see Mary Lou in hell. And she's like in gym is it clothes. The same actress? I do not remember. I just know that she's in hell, and she's like chained to a rock with a bunch of other girls in gym clothes, being forced to just do gym class for all eternity. Is her what? punishment in hell? And it's oh so my God. weird. Hey, <laughs> next week you already don't have to ask me what I watched.
1: It's <laughs> on... oh my God.
0: Hi, friends. The world got you down. Meanwhile, in New Jersey...
2: So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil in horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, ugh the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze?
1: My gaze at the male's?
2: From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.
0: So, uh, what did you guys watch this week, since we already know Scott watched next week?
3: (laughs) I watched a movie that I feel like Matt, if he's not seen it, it should be on his radar because it is a... It's a really weird flick. It's like a sci-fi teen party flick. It's called Plus One.
0: I was- heard about this. Is this the one where they keep like duplicating throughout the movie or something?
3: Yes, more or less. I mean, I don't really want to get into the logistics of it because it's not really worth discussing. It's more just like, okay, you watch it and you experience the way a- – a comet hits this town and it somehow – gets some sort of, like, energy transferred into the telephone wires, which are electrical wires, too, apparently. Or, I don't know, whatever. Uh, But there's this rolling wave of this comet's energy. And each time it washes over an area, it makes a duplicate version of everybody there. But they are X amount of minutes behind the actual people. But they... And so it's like... um, these the, the the main the, the protagonist guy um, did a stupid thing and then his girlfriend broke up with him and he's trying to get her back at this party and uh, but but he fucks it up and then he sees his doppelganger uh, because somehow um, and pulls the doppelganger of his girlfriend away so he can try and get her back. It, it's like. It's really dumb. I mean, the movie itself, the concept is sweet. Uh, it's got a high production value. Um, it's not an overall bad flick. I think, Matt, you should watch it. Adam, don't watch it. You'll hate it. Um, just because you hate everything anyway. I'm never going to suggest Adam watch a flick unless it's, like, a really good movie or a really bad movie that we can make fun of. Because um, Adam hates everything and has no no gray area in his life. Um but, Matt, you might enjoy it because it's kind of like a modern – it's like a mo- what they would make for a modern teen movie flick,
0: uh,
3: like a teen party flick. Um, it's it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It's, it's OK. I, it had been on my list of things to watch for a year, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And, meh, I, I don't know. I'll watch it and tell me your thoughts eventually.
0: All right. Um, I – wanted to discuss the fact that I uh for the blog cuz I really didn't get to watch too much shit this week beyond what I had to watch for my blog. Rewatched Cemetery Man. I have there's this so much in Netflix. Yeah, there there's some, I have this theory with Cemetery Man that like I've always enjoyed Cemetery Man but I've never loved it. Like there are people who fucking love it. And I feel like the reason I never loved it that much was that I watched it shortly after watching Dead Alive for the first time. And I think that the movie is like Similar enough, but like isn't as balls to the wall as Dead Alive is. So it always just felt like a tamer version of that. Versus if I'd watched them in in the opposite order and it saw Cemetery Man first and then saw Dead Alive, I probably would have thought Cemetery Man was like the shit. <laughs> but there are still like a lot of great scenes. I love the special effects in it. it it's weird. It's kind of depressing. It's it.
3: It's don't, really depressing. You
0: don't know, like, what's real and what's not throughout the entire duration of the film. Like, you can't really tell, like, are these people really coming back from the grave or is this guy just, like, delusional and, like, needs to feel better about his career, like, what he does for a living? And then there's that whole, like, shootout at the end, at the end of the world and everything. You're like, what is happening? Um, yeah. And then apparently I never knew that it was based on, like, the Dylan Dog mo- books that comic books yeah. that, like... Yeah, way change. better
3: than um,
0: the movie Dylan Dog. Dillan. Yeah, oh, I, en- that movie I enjoyed unwatched. that movie for what it was, but it's definitely not as good as Cemetery Man. I couldn't
3: get more than a half an hour into it. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad in the same way that Odd Thomas was bad. They both yeah, hit me. The I, same way. I
0: could see that being a like those would be a solid double feature of of pain. We,
3: we, did, <laughs> we did
0: when we did our Odd Thomas podcasts on on Horror Club. Um, well, that, that was our movie night. Sure I, Odd, oh, Thomas, that was Odd nice. Thomas. Yeah, that was early. Okay. Th- yeah, 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 that was early. I could this have sworn that. had yep. I'll have to relisten to it. I think we did bring up Dylan Dog, though. I think we both brought it up because
3: they're basically the same movie.
0: Yeah, essentially, ones with zombies and ones with ghosts, but otherwise it is the exact same movie. Because I yeah. remember I said it was like Frighteners meets Dylan Dog, was how I described Odd Thomas. But yeah, that's all I, I watched. Uh, so Adam, a lot of pressure on here. You got to give us a good one to end on. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, well that's a bummer because I don't have much uh, I, I'm <laughs> all cartoons. caught up in Adventure Time Yeah <laughs> I'm all caught up on Adventure Time um, The last episode of Adventure Time I watched was kind of shit and I hated it um, I, I, wa- I, I got pissed off about Stage Fright last Or not last night but the night before So I stayed up extra extra late so that I could watch Rushmore and feel better. And Rushmore still is one of my favorite movies ever. I fucking love that movie. It's so charming and endearing and, like, subtle in the things that it does. And, I I mean, it's probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think – I mean, I – I watched like an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race because people kept talking about it. <laughs> <And> I don't. <laughs> that's not for me. That's just not. It's not. I'm not the demographic for it. Um, I um, mean, I am. Megan and I watch that show a lot. Do you? <laughs> yeah. you watch? Do you watch, do you watch RuPaul's? Un- do you watch RuPaul's Untucked too? I don't know. No. I don't know what that is. They, somebody was explaining. Somebody was explaining to me that when they when they do that, like because they're drag queens, right? They gotta like tuck it all back and everything. That they like tuck their nuts up into.
3: Yeah, into their into, body
4: cavity. Into their body cavity, and like occasionally that'll happen to me, like accidentally, and, and I'm like, like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but they they have it like forcibly taped up in there, and then they're doing the splits and stuff. And it's just like, oh, so much empathy pain in my balls. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) Jesus. Oh, like that's fucking commitment. I've never been that committed to anything in my entire life. Fuck. Anyways. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know that I'll be watching that again. If somebody pointed a gun to my head, I'd be like, "Mm, uh, do I have to? Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, that was 1987's Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Have a great prom season for any of you uh, under 18-year-olds that listen to this show. I'm sure there's like one, maybe two of you out there. Thank you for listening, as always. Go ahead and send us some rate and reviews on our iTunes. Let us know how you feel about the episodes. And also always send us emails telling us what movies you think we should watch at hmnpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. How was oh, my Robert was, Smith impression? I just kind of walked That was really t- fucking good, <laughs> man. That was really good. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin.
1: $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era.
3: All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness.
1: Check us out at 2 dollars
0: Meanwhile, in New Jersey...
2: So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze.
1: My gaze at the males.
2: hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app.